0: hey everyone it's your girl marley and i would like to welcome you back to my podcast called yup she said it i'm super excited for this episode as i'm going to talk about some new things that have come up as the podcast you know the subscribers are starting to increase i'm so happy to have all of you guys you know, the podcast must keep up with everything and everyone. So this is going to be the first of many um, new introductions with the podcast to just make it, you know, evolve and connect with everyone and just really make sure that it aligns with what my passion and purpose is for having a podcast and to really streamline everything that I'm doing so that each and every listener can really find something to connect with in their own avenue of life and apply it in any way possible. So I'm super excited, tune in. It's been an interesting two weeks on my end. I can't wait to share about it. But before we get too far, let's take a message from our sponsor. All right, if you are a new listener, this segment is very, very important. I take it very seriously. Um, where it's called Marley's Message. And in this segment, I just give you some inspiration and I'll also give you the title of this episode. Um, because it's usually what drives me, you know, through a current situation or something that has just really navigated me through the week in this situation, the past two weeks, um, because life is just unpredictable sometimes and life is just, is just like dot, 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 dot. It is what it is. And either you go with the flow or you get left behind. And there's a lot of changes that it makes and sometimes it just comes out of the blue and you don't know what to do. And this week, um, and last week really has been that type of situation for me. So the, the title of this episode is The Power of Stillness. Okay. The power of stillness. And you know, a lot of my messages may seem like they overlap, but I think that everything that we do in life nothing is new, right? Everything builds on the next, like that's just how you grow, that's how you learn, you know, what you learned in first grade, you then carried on to second grade and you learn more and it goes on through life. And so this is one of those situations where this week I was forced to be still and to understand that, you know, I don't have to always control every single thing and try to think so far ahead. You know, it's important to have an agenda, have some structure, have a plan, but I have like 30,000 billion things going on. And I was forced to be still and to really trust that the work I've, I've been doing is enough and to limit how much I could do based on my health. So when I say the power of stillness, the way that it applies to me and my situation was I got really sick and I was in some serious pain. So only my listeners will know the true story because I feel like in the, in future situation, I need to come up with a more gangster story. You know what I'm saying? So people are like, Ooh, she really been through it. Uh, <laughs> so what happened to me? Oh my God. So I had a video shoot a few weeks ago and I'll get into what the shoot was for later. And I woke up that morning with my leg feeling really, really sore. Right. And I was like, whatever, I was too focused, had other things to do. So I didn't really pay attention to it. And the next, that was what on a, I don't remember what day, all my days are run together. So whatever that day was, it was insane. I think it was a Saturday. Yes, it was a Saturday. So I was like, okay, whatever, you know, I got to focus, got to get this stuff done and make it happen. So all that goes, the day is great. Leg is still a little sore, but I was super tired and whatever and went to bed. The next um, morning, I wake up and again, my days may be off, but I'm just gonna give you a, a, a smaller version of what happened. So the next day I wake up and my leg is like throbbing, is out of control. Um, and I, I don't know what the heck is going on. So I ended up showing it to a, fam- a family friend and they were like, dude, you need to go to the hospital and see about this situation because this looks like it's an abscess and it looks like you're gonna have a problem. And so I'm just like, OMG. First of all, what I know, the way I know what an abscess is, is when i worked with clients with addiction and often the site of the injection. So if they use needles, um, wherever they would insert for the drug, insert the needle, um, often it will get infected. And it's like the ugliest thing you can imagine. It's huge and it's just out of control. And so Honestly, I only, or like an abscess in your mouth, right? If you have an infection from your teeth not being clean or um, whatever, like I only know it to be abscessing your mouth, like around your tooth or from using drugs. Never in a million years that I think I would literally wake up one morning with a huge knot on my leg that was painful. And so obviously I put it off because I felt like it was getting better. And I was like, no, nah, it's, it's getting better. It's getting smaller, whatever. But then I wake up another day and it's like, throbbing and, um, I can notice my body, like I'm getting really tired. Like it takes everything in me to get up. Some days I just couldn't get up. And one morning I woke up and it was just, it was, it was unbearable. Like I could not get out of bed. So I went to the hospital and lo and behold, lo and behold, it was an abscess. And the doctor, you know, I'm, I'm gangster, right? Like I usually do a lot of things by myself. I think it's just, um, me being a single woman out in these streets, And coming from like a military family, like you just get it done, right? You just tough it up, bite the bullet and make it happen. So that's what I did. So I just went to the hospital, didn't really tell anybody. I was like, surely I'm in and out, give me some meds and we keep moving what we're doing, right? I get there and they look at it and they're like, oh yeah, Mm -mm. so I'm going to have to cut this open and drain it. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You telling me I'm about to lay on this table Okay, because I don't feel like it's a bed. I feel like it's a table as if I am a science project, honey, and you are going to get a blade and cut my leg open while I am awake. No, sir. No, sir. Like I've had up to three surgeries and I've been asleep for every single one of them. I have herniated disc and I can't even handle the needle for that because it's so painful that I have them put me asleep for that. You know what I'm saying? So this was just unbelievable. And I was an emotional wreck, y'all. Like I was crazy crying i was just terrified so i'm going to take you through the whole process so i'm laying on this table and the first step is to get a needle to numb me so i don't know if it was lidocaine or whatever but it's this needle i did not see the needle because if i saw the needle i would have passed out i'm not scared of needles but the simple fact that i was awake for it like i didn't want to see it so i'm laying on my stomach and the abscess is actually on my hamstring right on my left hamstring So he's like, all right, I'm going to insert the needle and it's going to be a little pinch and then it's going to burn. But, you know, whatever you do, don't move. Right. I'm like getting sweaty just thinking about it. So this needle goes in and it hurt, but it wasn't like, oh, okay, this is this is death. Right. But somehow I don't know if he hit the actual abscess, the infection, whatever, honey. But when he hit that spot, oh, my God, like. I screamed so loud. I think I was growling. I think I turned into an animal. Like, I, I can't even think of the car- the cartoon or the show where there are people, but then they turn into animals. Is that Animars? I don't know, one of those shows. But I literally, like, transformed. I was, it hurt so bad. And then he had to insert it again. I don't know if it was a different direction or around it. I don't know, but he did it again. Pain, 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 pain. So then that's done. He's touched, can you feel it? No, no, no. And just to fast forward, he then went and cut it open. Mind you, I don't know what any of this looked like because I was laying on my stomach. So he then cut it open and I saw I feel the pressure of him like squeezing. I've never seen the show pimple popper, but I imagine this is what it looks like because some of my abscess had started to get hard. Um which isn't good. So he started to squeeze and and I guess everything was oozing out and all this junk. And then he was trying to go deeper, but I could feel that. So then he had to put the needle in again, in the actual open, oh, in the open cut, y'all. I'm sorry if you're weak, but I'm just trying to give you the tea. So then he put it in the actual cut and, um, to numb that and try to go deeper. And he couldn't really get to the core um, also known as a sac, or basically the root of the cause of the abscess. So that was everything. I was out of commission, could barely walk. And do you do you know they did not want to give me pain meds? Matter of fact, they did not. They gave me one Percocet in the ER, and told me I would be okay with just Motrin. What? So that's a whole nother situation. But um, it was it was insane. It was absolutely insane. So that is what happened to me. And that is why I have been on like bed rest. Like it's been, I've been limping. I've had to go from that doctor. They wanted me to come back. Oh, I didn't even finish the story. Wait a minute. So after he took everything out, he then had to go in and pack it. And what that means is he basically stuffed my freaking, the hole in my leg with um, packing like gauze tissue. So he packed that. And when I tell you, uh, it was, it was painful So after that, I come home and and I'm like on so many medications. I did end up getting um, pain medication as well because it was just unbearable, unimaginable. So because of that, I have been on bed rest, like walking was truly a task. I then had to go to a surgeon because it was concerned that the root of the infection was so deep that maybe a surgeon needs to get to it to take it out. So I had to go to a surgeon who didn't numb my leg because he was really nice, actually. He decided like no i can just take this out it was like some tish fatty stuff or whatever that was starting to form that would have created another abscess but then he realized and saw that it was really just an infected hair follicle that that was under my skin that caused the freaking abscess insane so i never would have known it was there he can't tell me like why it flared up and what happened it just happens so this is super crazy so i have been forced to be still for about a week and a half, almost two weeks, um, and it just forced me to really zone in and to one understand my health and that the power of life. You know that things can change. We know this; like things can change so quickly that it's so uncomfortable and you don't get it, and it makes you upset. Like I, I had to lay on my couch because I was not comfortable in my bed the way I had to prop my leg. And so it forced me to be still and to not really, I couldn't use my laptop because it was just too much work because I had to kind of lay down. So the only thing I was able to use was my cell phone. And then the the pain sometimes would get so bad to where I just couldn't even focus and look at the phone, at the screen, where all I could do was just sleep, you know? So when I say the power of stillness, it forced me to just be patient and wait And what I realized was that some of the work that I have been doing as far as writing articles on LinkedIn, um, you know, tweeting different things and sharing a recent interview I did for another podcast and just everything that I did, understanding that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing and you don't always have to function in overdrive. So when I say the power of stillness, it forced me to reflect on what I've done and kind of pat myself on the back. But say... That I'm not in this alone, and that I need to let God do what He's going to do. You know what I'm saying? Because so often you have the conversation, you pray, and you meditate, and then you don't really sit back and wait. You still go into overdrive, you still move, you still run like you're the only one um, running in this race. You're, you're running as if you didn't train and you don't know if you're going to win, so you just go so hard. But the reality of it is, if you think of a track runner, uh, of a sprinter, if you come, let's do the 400, because this happened to me in high school. If you come out the blocks for 400, like you're running a 200, you're not going to win. And I think that is what has been happening. I'm doing so much and in so many different directions that I started to run this long race as if I was running a sprint and that is not how it works. I'm not saying that you don't put in the work, but I'm saying that you have to pace yourself. And the power of stillness allowed me to sit back and to let some of the work that I did and that I've done um, marinate. Right. And in that I have been able to connect with some awesome people. I've been able to actually take time and read some of the feedback. I've been able to actually check emails because I have like a billion emails for different reasons and different things. And I've been able to actually check email, delete emails, um, plan different things out that I'm working on. It's just amazing. And so the power of stillness reminded me, that I am enough. It reminded me that God has trusted me with this vision that he's given me. It reminded me that I'm strong enough to get through it. It reminded me that there's no reason to give up because God is in control. So the power of stillness really restructured my thinking. And that's how life is. Like You can never think that you have mastered or controlled a situation. And if you have been a continuous listener, you've heard of all of my major transitional periods and crazy moments. So the two car accidents in a year, um, when I made the decision to leave my job of like 10, eight, 10 years, something like that, when I decided to leave that and life really started to really change and I really defined my passion connecting with kids and all of that, it started to, to bloom, right? But then every moment that I thought I had something, every moment that I thought I was there, boom, something came and like completely destroyed it and repositioned me and all of that. So I'm thankful that in this situation, it wasn't something so big that altered my life, but it was something enough that it could be handled, it could be managed, and I could not be emotionally disconnected or mentally disconnected so far that I couldn't continue to do what I'm, what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Because car accidents, it does something to you mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Because you're like, how did I survive that? Why did I survive that? What's next? I'm going to get back on my feet. I totaled two cars. And the second car that I totaled, I was not in a position to get a new car. So I actually went quite some time without a car. And a lot of people don't know that. So the struggle was real. Like I was renting cars and eventually I just couldn't afford to keep renting cars and there was no vehicle. So I'm thankful that it wasn't to that extreme, but the pain that I went through, I never want to experience but I think it's something that I had to go through to get through it, right? Because I think a lot of times we, our lives can kind of manifest and, and display it as an abscess. And you be like, how? How can my life reflect or be compared to an abscess? Well, I look at it like this, that God gives you a vision. God gives you something that he, that you, he knows that you can bring to light, but you ignore it, right? So that's almost as like my infection that was under my skin. God has placed something in you, but you don't want to pay attention to it. You don't want to listen, or maybe you've done something, but you don't want to share it. You don't trust that it will be received. You don't trust that it'll take you to the to the next stage in your life or whatever that may be. So when you, when you ignore it, even though the abscess, I, I didn't know it was there, and that could be a testimony in itself for you and your gift. But in this situation, I'm flipping it for the positive, that he gives something to you. And if you don't pay attention to it, Sometimes you will miss it or he will change life so that it will force its presence. It will become visual. You can't do, you can't deny it. Right? So with this, with the abscess, when it came to the surface, I couldn't ignore it. I had to take care of it. I had to sit down. I had to refocus. I had to be thankful. I had to get back into my sermons. I had to get back into my prayer and daily meditation. It forced me to get back into the system that got me here. Right? I wasn't completely falling off, but I could tell some things were slacking because a lot of things were changing. I'm I'm able to do a lot more stuff at home and creating this curriculum that I'm working on. Like life is doing well, but with that is for I've I've unplugged in other areas that I need to keep me fueled and continue to go through this process. And so I say that to you that God is giving you something that maybe you're allowing to lie dormant or pretend like you can't hear it or see it. And I'm telling you now, something's gonna happen where it's gonna pop to the surface, where you can't ignore it, where you're gonna meet someone or you're gonna be forced to sit down and take care of it in order to move to the next level. Don't let that happen. Or if it does happen, don't think it's a negative thing. Don't think it's a setback. Accept it and move and shift and grow with it because it is your time and your time is now. There's power in stillness. There's The stillness can bring so much noise that seems chaotic, but if you take time to sit there and just sort through it, you'll find the stillness, you'll find the answer, and you will be able to bloom and to flourish and to accomplish anything that you set your mind to. But don't ignore what is in you, because if you allow it to lay dormant, it can either go really well or it can get really tough. doesn't mean that your gift or your opportunity will leave or will never present itself again, but This one chance you have, it may not come necessarily the way that you would like it. I hope that blessed you today. I hope it made sense. Let's get into our next segment called You Tried It. All right, guys, now we are into our second segment known as You Tried It. Now, I have three quick things I want to talk about. Usually I will spend more time in the section, but your girl got carried away in segment one with Marley's message. But three things that I want to talk about in Hot topics that I think we all heard about. First one, Dr. Biden, so Joe Biden's wife. Now, I'm just telling you what I feel about what she said. Does not mean you have to feel this way, but I really do feel some type of way about her doing an interview and having the audacity to say, okay, that Anita Hill should basically move on, that she has gotten her apology and she should accept what she's been given and move on with life. First of all, ma'am, you tried it. How and who are you to tell anyone that an apology that was not given to you, okay, but that to that individual, that they should accept it and how they should accept it and why they should accept it? Like people forget to put themselves in the, in the shoes of other people. People forget to, to imagine the experience that it, imagine that if an experience happened to them or a family member, but you want someone forcing an apology onto them because you don't know what they went through mentally, emotionally, spiritually. You don't know how that affected their career. You don't, know, you don't know what it did to that person. So the apology that they're looking for, you don't know what that looks like. You don't know what the format and what exactly they want the apology for and how they want it. And you are just straight up out of pocket. With that, you know, I can't even find a justification, a justification of why you would even feel comfortable saying that publicly. You know, I once heard Wendy Williams, and we've all said it, you know, talking about um, kitchen, kitchen talk, kitchen counter talk, stuff that you say in your house, but you don't bring it outside. Not to say that it's good or you should be saying it at all, but I'm like, you need to understand, honey, that something should not be said in public. And that right there is a problem for me. I even go as far as to say, that so that sounds like white privilege to me, to be honest with you, for you to have, for you to tell someone how they feel. And the only reason I say that is if um, there was, who can I say, um, Kamala Harris, Senator Kamala Harris, if she went on, on board and the table was flipped and she said that Dr., um, what was that lady's name, Blazy Blasey, the lady that came and confronted about Kavanaugh, If Kamala were to say, you need to accept his apology, you need to accept this and blah, 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 and move on with your life, people would be up in arms. People would be livid that she even put her lips together to even say something like that. So that's how I always look at things. If if anybody can say it, then maybe I can find something in it, right? But if it is strictly only applicable to one person and it still doesn't make sense, but we have a problem. And that I think is something that if we applied it in so many areas of life, things will get so much easier. We would understand the journey and experience of people and what they've gone through. But when we say it through whatever our lens is, which oppresses the others and which minimizes someone's experience, then we got a problem. You know what I'm saying? We have a huge problem. So that's how I felt about that. Second thing is the the document the movie I should say of uh, documenting the Central Park Five called When They See Us. I watched all four parts in one day. I don't I can't think of the last time I have cried so hard with watching something. If you have not seen it, it's on Netflix and it's by the amazing director Ava DuVernay. And it's unbelievable. This was in 1989. So at that time, I was only three years old. So I knew of the story, but by no means that I know of the details that I know of the investigation. The Like, I had no idea how everything went. I just thought it was five boys that, was, that were accused of raping a white woman in Central Park, and they went to jail. Excuse me, they went to prison. Um, And that was really the extent I knew of the story. And it was just like, okay. But when I watched this and. The, for lack of a better, the trickery, right? The lies, the deceit, um, the manipulation—like it was unbelievable—and it's just a true understanding of the system and how it is structured against minorities. Black and brown people, I'm sorry, are not protected by the system. And you can say all that you want in regards to if you do the right thing, you don't have to fool with law enforcement. Well, that's out, That's out. that doesn't matter anymore because you can do the right thing and still end up killed. You can do the right thing and still end up in handcuffs. So that's not the reality. The reality is the system has to change. And I'm not going to lie, guys. I don't know if there's a way to change it, but I know that bringing this documentary to light and holding these people accountable um, that were in those positions of power, you it, it makes a difference. And because of that, uh, I think her name is Laura Fairstein. She is losing endorsements. She was just dropped from a publishing company. She had to step down for, from a like a committee board that she was a part of. There are consequences. Not, I, you know, I always say that when people do you wrong, You have to trust that God will take care of it. Sometimes you may not see it, um, and sometimes you are blessed to see that. And I've experienced that in my own life. And I'm thankful that all five of these men are around to to give their voice to this documentary to see the consequences that are happening to the individuals that target them strictly for the color of their skin and gender, right? Because the way that Black men have been portrayed in society throughout the years is strictly through false, a false story, a false narrative that has been forced onto them. And many believe that, right? And it's just an unfair circumstance that until we have moments like this and we have black and white people supporting black and brown people, then nothing's gonna change. And I just feel, I felt so sad, but empowered, but confused and just thankful for my own life, but understand there's so many people behind bars that probably don't need to be there. You know what I'm saying? And it was just devastating to see it um, and to know that these individuals went literally, literally went through hell. And like Ava DuBernay said, I don't know if I would have made it. I really don't know. So it just goes to the strength that these gentlemen have. And it also made me look back at our history to say that the fact that black people are here in America and that we survived the years and years. The years and years of oppression and just the abuse, the mental and physical, the enslavement, the segregation, the just the pain internally. Like it is mind-blowing that anyone could survive that, but it speaks to the power and the resiliency of black and brown people. It's unbelievable. And for that all I can do is salute to these gentlemen for fighting the fight, for just just trusting. Like I don't, just having faith beyond my wildest imagination because no one deserves to go through that. But unfortunately the world views us in a certain way strictly on how we look. And I say it all the time. I say that you can walk out of your door, an innocent person, loving life. And by the night you're you're incarcerated. And I, and I gave my experience in the past of being, a, being placed in handcuffs. I was pulled over for strictly for racial profiling. The law enforcement or well, police officer told me that there were marijuana seats in my car and he could lock me up. And he wanted me to tell him who the drug dealer on campus was. I was a senior in college and it was all false. And all I could do is cry and say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. And just beg, beg, beg. Backup was called. I was searched. My whole car was searched. And I'm sitting in the back of a police car in handcuffs. Easily, they could have lied. They could have wrote that I had weed in my car and I could have been in jail. Anything could happen. Like, I could still be incarcerated. How many people do we know are locked up for a nonviolent charge that's related to weed? A lot of people. So there's nothing that makes media different than them, than those individuals that went through it. So this really hit close to home. I think that everyone needs to watch it. I think black and brown people need to watch it. I think your children need to watch it. Grandparents need to watch it. I think everyone needs to have a conversation about this. I feel like this needs to be shown in schools. This should be shown in social work departments, should be shown in education, in athletics. Like it should be shown everywhere. This was absolutely powerful. Again, it's called When They See Us on Netflix. And now we're going to get into the new segment. All right. So this is the first segment of this discussion called Marley's Sports Corner. Now I imagine that I'll come up with something more creative down the line, but this is the new segment that I said will start to be included That will start to be that will now be included in my podcast. So Marley Sports Corner, where I just highlight different areas of athletics that I think is important. That's current. That's happening. That's currently happening or something that I'm working on. So I actually have several things to talk to you guys today. Um, Again, I talked too much in the first segment. So I got to work on my timing. So this is going to be kind of brief. But two two things that I think is important before I get into what I'm doing. So the first thing, shout out to Serena Williams. If you don't know, she is the first athlete, female athlete, to now be included in Forbes. So I say it's the first of it. She's the first female, first black female. Like what she's doing it, and what I thought was incredible because I'm like, how is this possible? Like there are a lot of successful female athletes for years, and so when I looked into it, she has switched up the game. We know that many athletes, especially those that are not necessarily winning, Um, continuously, like are in the top 10, that they may have endorsements. So she's one mastered the level of endorsements, where she's, you know, having car commercials, she's now got her daughter Olympia in commercials for like Pampers. Um, She's done a lot of stuff with endorsements, Nike, of course, everything, right. But then I think her secret is, which you probably don't know if you haven't really read, is that she has invested in over 30 startup businesses that are doing successful. So you imagine the profit and the return on everything that's going really well. And I don't know, but I just assume that her husband has also helped her with that, which is great, right? You're in a marriage and that's what you're supposed to do, but because he's also super rich by when he created an app in his own startup company and business. And with that, Serena, I think I talked about in the past, partner with Bumble to create an opportunity for women of color to create and start up their own businesses so it's not only something that she's mastered for herself but she's willing to share with others you know what I'm saying and I think that's the key like you have to be willing to learn things but then not only learn but share and give back so the others can be successful there's enough money in the whole world but when you hold it to yourself it keeps others stagnant and struggling and that's just not what life is about you know Um, The second thing. So shout out to Serena. And then the second thing, guys, that I want to talk about was UCLA softball player Aaliyah Jordan. Now, I've never played softball, don't understand softball, but I recently started following um, NCAA softball's page under my um, sports page on Instagram. And this girl is no joke. UCLA just won the championship. Uh, for softball in division one and killed it. And this girl was hitting home runs like it was nobody's business. So I want to shout out Aaliyah Jordan. She is a black athlete. And that will be, you know, primarily a focus that I'm going to bring light to are black female athletes collegiate and professional and potentially even high school if I come across them and I just think it's important that we realize that people are doing great things I would I'm I'm interested in knowing knowing more about Leah Jordan like where she's from and what she's doing but just to know that this girl had a significant impact on the team on their championship is huge absolutely huge I just wanted to give a personal shout out to her if you know her tell her I said what up um and good job. So. The last thing that I want to talk about um, for this segment, again, this is just kind of a brief introduction. It will definitely be more thorough in the future, um, but I have officially launched my YouTube channel for my athletic journey. So it is called the BFCA experience. So the underscore B as in boy, F as in Frank, C as in cat, A is an athlete, underscore experience. And I've uploaded two videos that discuss the two videos that are going to be um, a a long list of videos um, to support my curriculum and my interests and the development of my knowledge for Black female collegiate athletes. So I've uploaded two videos. So please take time to go listen and subscribe and share the information with others. I talk about things like athletic identity, transitioning out of sports, um, the different stages that one may go through when you are realizing that race plays a, a factor in your journey, um, whether you're at a PWI, which is a predominantly white institution, or HBCU, um, what it's like to discover your blackness—you know, just all of that—that that, all of that—that that I really believe that not enough female, black female athletes understand exists, and they think they're alone in the process and the journey. So please check those out. I'm super excited. I will begin to upload a video, I think weekly. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I will definitely upload those. But please go take some time to check it out. I'm super excited. And also, um, I, I'm not sure yet, just being honest, but I will be doing a, a podcast after show where I will upload like more detail on these episodes, maybe things I didn't get to talk about, and just have more of something for you guys to talk about and maybe a place for us to actually have conversations and for you guys to ask me questions. But I definitely want this podcast to be more interactive. So that will be coming too. I just got to figure out this whole YouTube world. But I'm super excited. And like I said, moving forward, the Athletic Corner will have more hot topics, more exciting things, There's some breaking news that's happened in the athletic world that I feel is important for all of us to be aware of. Because just because you're not an athlete doesn't mean you don't need to know what's going on. Um, you can have a relative, a friend, maybe you work with students, maybe you work in a college just not in the athletic department. There are some things that we all can take away and contribute to everyone. All right, we're going to wrap this up and end with our closing. All right. Now that was a lot to take in for this episode, but I hope you were able to take something away that you can apply that you found interesting and that you share the word of my podcast. Please let people know, subscribe. And please, if you have not yet left a review, I'm not begging, but I'm asking with a lot of passion that you please, please, please leave a review. I think it's very important that people see other people's experience, what they take away. I'm um, not going to lie. It lets people know that I'm legit, that I'm really out here doing it. You know what I'm saying? Dipping it, doing it. Um, but please, please make sure you subscribe. For a few things that I have coming up, guys, I am preparing for my first national conference that I will be presenting at next Friday in Orlando. I'm super excited it's for the National Association of Social Workers. Like I am low key nervous, like I'm still working on my presentation. It's very intimidating. My workshop is an hour and a half, so I have plenty of content. That's not the issue. It's just getting mentally prepared for being in front of a front of a room of people. Um, and Showing the need for this area, and I will be talking about Black female collegiate athletes. I'll be talking about the psychological impact um, of I, of not understanding like your athletic identity, as well as the physiological impact um, for someone who's transitioning out of sports, particularly particularly in that chapter. So I'm super excited to talk about that, and hope to connect with some people that are very interested. I ordered some I ordered me some new fancy business cards yesterday, so I'm super excited about that. Um, I was recently accepted to present with a co-presenter out of the University of Louisville um, in Denver at the Alliance of Social Workers in Sports Symposium. So I'm super excited. And that presentation will be like it's going to be like the vibe of a TED talk. So that's super excited because I've always wanted to do a TED talk. So who knows? Maybe I'll actually do a TED talk before then. And then the the TED talk vibe in, in October will be easy peasy. So that's coming up. Um, also, I think I said it in the last episode, but if I haven't, I recently did an interview for Voices of Social Change podcast at Barry University, and I'm super excited. I've been getting great feedback for that episode, and I think you guys are really like it. I really focus on social justice for athletes, Black female collegiate athletes. It's a solid um, interview. It's about 25 minutes, and you can find the interview on my Instagram page, uh, the which is the handle, the name for the Instagram page is the underscore BFCA underscore experience. And it's in the bio. I will be including it on my website shortly. You're on LinkedIn. You can search through some of my recent posts. It will be on there as well. Um, and also you can find Voices of Social Change podcast on SoundCloud. And it is episode four. So super excited and was very honored to have that opportunity And then just a reminder that my YouTube channel is up. I'm super excited. Um, It's called, again, the BFCA Experience, and I have uploaded two videos. So please subscribe, pass the word along, leave your comments, questions you have, um, and we'll see where it goes. But I'm super excited to put this out there. These um, videos will also be available on the app that I'm a part of. Um, you know we're still working on a launch date for that, but it is coming. So I'm super excited and just trying to put all the content that I can out there to educate as many people and things that they can use. If you have any questions or you want to contact me, you can email me at I heart, H-E-A-R-T, fpp at gmail.com. So I is an igloo, heartheartfpp at gmail.com. If it's a little too complicated, you can just email me at marlene.homes at mymail.barry.edu. Any one of those emails I check regularly. Um, And I think that's it, guys. I think that's all that I have. I'm super excited for the shift that's happening. Um, The people that I'm meeting via email, via phone calls, has been amazing. And I just know that it's going to continue to bloom and blossom with whatever God wants me to do and how he wants me to do it. So I'm excited for the next episode. I'll have it a little more structured, time better. It's just hard when you have a lot to talk about. But as always, thank you for tuning in and for supporting the Yup, She Said It podcast. Oh, one other thing. In the description, you can support this podcast for um, to sponsor, if you'd like to donate anything to sponsor episodes, if you are if you're also someone that has a product or a business, you can also um, support through sponsorship. I can promote whatever your brand is, company. Of course, it has to be you know something that I feel is pertinent to the podcast. Um, that's just appropriate. It doesn't have to be exactly aligned, but something that's appropriate. Um, and we will have a conversation to make sure you understand why I why, why I do or why, why I do not. Um, move forward with your sponsorship support may not be that I don't support it, but maybe this isn't a good fit. But I can't really determine who that would be like offhand. Like I think everyone has something that could contribute to this platform. So I'm super excited. You can email me at one of those two emails again, Marlene at mymail.barry, and that's b b is in boy, a r r y. Edu or iheartfpp at gmail.com just send me a brief description of the product or the event or what you do your business and we'll talk about rates and all that um but i definitely want this to bloom and blossom and make things happen um if you have any questions guys don't hesitate to contact me if you're on linkedin you can find me under marlene parentheses marley m-a-r-l-e-y last name holmes Um, You have my Instagram and my Instagram podcast page is Yep, She Said It. And my Twitter handle is at IHeartFPPMarley. So IHeartFPP, M-A-R-L-E-Y. I I know it's a lot. You follow me on one, you'll eventually see that I'm posting stuff on others So it It all works out. Until then, guys, take care, be blessed. And remember to listen to that voice, listen to that whisper, because you're meant to do what you are meant to do. All right.